you know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we know, we go all in, you know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, cause we know, we know, we go all in. Man, look, look, look at here. I appreciate, I appreciate you, T. But look, um, we talk technical difficulties galore. Um, half, ladies and gentlemen, mm. welcome to the edition of what you've been missing. Maybe I'm too excited to talk about tonight because uh, there's a lot been going on. You know, we do this once every uh, every every other week just about now. You're now listening to the All Dressed Up Podcast, your boy, K Dizzle DC. To my man on my other side, it's Hef Strings. What up, Hef? What's good, K Dizzle? How you doing, people? I'm good, my man. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. It's the best time of the year for me. It's my favorite time. It's the NBA playoff season, so you know what I do. I like to watch games, but uh, I didn't even tell you before we came on. No, guess you what, didn't. Guess what I did this morning, bro? What'd you do? Went out and played basketball. Tried to try to get my 25 back. You know, <laughs> feel, feeling like I was 25 again. Had the wrong shoes on, man. Tweak my ankle. My, <laughs> my foot. When I walked down, when I walked down the stairs to do the podcast tonight, man, it was a struggle, bro. That's why we were like three hey. minutes late. Hey, 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 were you in church shoes, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what yeah, up, Shanae? How you doing, baby? Hey, what's up, babe? What's Might going well, on? Man. You got on low tops? What's hey, bro, what low, I thought I was Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe. But I had some low tops on, man. I ain't built for no low tops. <laughs> I, I had the audacity to be wearing some low tops, like some, some foam bubbles or some shit. And I made it like a real hard move on my triple threat. <laughs> your three-step move yeah my ankle was like no sir <laughs> not, not this not version not, not this marcus not no. today oh that's funny man that's funny. yes it's a, it's a fun time of the year bro it is a fun time of the year it's NBA playoffs we're gonna dive in a little bit you know this is all adu podcast episode 78 mm. uh freak nick is about to be lit for 2023 that's a little bit of intro there <laughs> but uh we got a little bit going down let's, so before we run into it really quick man let's talk uh, let's get real quick into the, these uh these nba playoffs he's playing in these playoffs man where you want to start because you know the way that it's looking right now the way that's looking right now with this game on, I don't know what uh, KD is doing, or um, or or the Phoenix Suns, but they they getting they getting beat right now. Yeah, Chris in, Paul. In tough, Chris Paul's not trying way. to hear that. Chris no. Paul is not here for this for this foolishness. No. So um, early, let's let me give you your early calls. Who you got early calls advancing to the next round? So. Obviously, today we had some mix-ups because a few players went down. Some big-time players went down. Giannis banged his back up. We don't know how long he's going to be out. But if he's out, man, I mean, I don't think the Bucks lose a series, but they definitely get pushed to probably, you know, six games at least. Mm. Um, you know, with, with Ja going down, I'm curious to see what is the extent of his injury. Did you see that shit? Yeah. Man, I I felt bad for him, man, because you know he's real athletic. Mm-hmm. 
his body was like six feet in the air and he came straight down on his fingers trying to break the fog. Yeah. And look bad. Hopefully it's not as bad as it looked because, you know, you definitely want to see a competitive series. You don't want to mm-hmm. see teams advance off of injuries. But if Jaws down the Lakers, man, the Lakers are getting Memphis up out of there. Yeah, Lakers are getting Lakers looking up, staying in the way. <laughs> They're lucky. Did you up see again. did you see Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura today? No, I did not. I did Buddy, not. LeBron was the fourth uh leading scorer on the team today, and they won by twenty. Yeah, they did they did win by a lot. Did they win by I think it was at least fifteen or something like that. But well, they ran a score up in there. They ran it up. Hachimura, Anthony Davis, and your boy uh Austin Reeves was out there looking like the white boy magic. Shout out to um the Washington Wizards for giving away good players. Um <laughs> But you know what though? I, be- before we even give the Wizards credit for that, you know, you gotta look at the, the, the coaches, you know, on those teams that are there for development. Like the Lakers have some good developmental coaches over there. And shout I think I think when Achimura went over there, he took a you know, he took another step. Shout out to the Wizards for having poor development coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't care what you say. Um Knicks and Cavs, like I said before, it's oh. gonna be a good um it's gonna be a good series. Donovan Mitchell's lighting it up, but that defense for the Knicks is coming into play. Uh Randall has some good shots going off. I think um that's gonna be an aggressive that's gonna be an aggressive Mitchell. matchup. Um, Mitchell's got that effect, bro. He's, uh, got that, he's got that turning on at any moment. I can give you 20 and one quarter effect. Warrior Kings. Warrior mm. Kings is, is is looking pretty heated. So did you see the game? I saw it. I the, saw it. The the Aaron Fox boy was yeah, he came to work. You know, he showed up for his little baby boy that was there. So uh it looked it looked good. I mean, we got some we finally got some good basketball going. I'll say that. Yeah. We finally got some good basketball. So it's good to see. It's really, really good to see because that's what we need. But look, moving on uh, really quick because I'm going to say it because I'm, I'm reading it. But um, one of these things I think is getting way too much traction is these AI voices doing all this new music out here. Okay. Weird stuff, man. So we already know chat GPT is taking off. A lot of people are acing their, acing their classes. Uh, all they got to do is write, you know, uh, chat, chat BT, write a 500 word essay on, you know, economics in, in 1984. <laughs> and it's writing a 500 word essay and people are getting good grades. Where was this thing when I needed it most in the nineties? Where was this? Wow. Where was this thing? But the, but, but really you got a, it's starting to do AI voices um, and it's learning uh, and it's, it's moving at a, a unbelievably fast rate. And I, it's, it's uh, fascinating and alarming at the same time, man. So Bro, oh. I heard, I heard Ariana Grande. I heard her voice on a Drake track mm-hmm. and she was, it was Drake's cadence and it was the lyrics, everything to a T, mm-hmm. but it was Ariana Grande's voice. And I said, this could change the whole game. <laughs> it's it's scary look, though, man. Look, um, you know, all we need, all we need now, I'm gonna say this: if we get a company that's called anything close to Skynet, <laughs> it's a wrap. I think, um, I think it's gonna be good in some ways, but it, but we also have to figure out the best way to regulate it moving forward because, um, I don't know if I don't know if it feels like almost. People have never watched movies about robots getting smart. 
like yeah. iRobot, Terminator, all these all these different ones tell you about the possibilities of the future, but everybody's like not even they're like, oh, it's, 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 it's the it's the inevitable. Yeah, I keep playing. It's the inevitable possibility of technology passing, you know, human intelligence. And yeah, I keep yeah, I keep playing with Jesus, okay? <laughs> and, and, yeah, are you right about that, bro? If it to come out here, do you think? Do you think there's any positive out of like some of this AI stuff that we've been seeing, like the voice technology with the music, or do you think this is just kind of like obviously the first the first steps of something more, much more serious down the line? Well, it's tough to say because I see you. I think for for quantitative computing and understanding how things work, I think it's a great, uh, it could be a large step forward in figuring out, you know, figuring out problems that would take us longer than it would a computer do. The okay. other, the other side of it is, um, you see all the, all the other stuff, you you know, the saying, believe half of what you see and half of what you hear. Now you can't do either. You know, wow. you can't really do either. Because you got voice, you got faces being put onto other faces. You got voices being put on to other voices, and so it just makes it just muddies up the water a lot in a major way. So that evidence, that phone call evidence, now, you know, this guy saying this on the phone or these texts, can't even is it is it them or is it or is it Chat BT or some bot? You have you never know. So mm-hmm. so look, technology is moving at a pace that we just got to pay attention to. Just make the hopefully prayerfully we make all the right decisions. You could you can mess around and be on the phone and think you're talking to somebody and it's totally AI. Huh, man. And never know it. I mean, I wish. Imagine getting imagine getting I ain't gonna cut you off. No, no, no. Imagine getting scammed like that where you're doing some type of you know internet business transaction and the person that you're communicating with, quote unquote person, is actually AI. The only way it gets better is if I if I have to call Verizon or if I have to call somebody like Capital One and I'm actually talking to somebody to get me to who I need to talk to. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's all I care about it getting better. That's it. If you're gonna put the automated system in, just make it as smart as you can. Chat pit, chat GPT. <laughs> That's all I care about. So um, but yeah, man, which way you want to go next? Because this I'm looking at this list, bro, and it's like um oof. Man, you know, why we uh why we uh, take that segue and switch gears. Let's just let everybody know who's coming in late that we are still on YouTube every first and third Sunday at nine o'clock live. So please come on through, you know, check us out on Facebook. The Instagram channel has been jumping, man. A lot of fun interactions been going on daily with the posts on the all dressed up podcast, Instagram channel. And if you want to come through anytime live, obviously you see the number, the number is 301 857 one seven five seven to join the conversation. So, so look, while we segue into that, please, please preface this conversation that we about to have the one that the one that I read that I didn't see before. I'm gonna let you lead that into that because that I think that's okay. a good conversation. So you know, let's just get right to the question: Are our babies right, little babies? Are babies a new commitment? when it comes to relationships over marriage, like are, are we going right to the baby in the carriage and we skipping the whole marriage situation? Because I'm not sure I'm actually, um, I can't say that I'm not going to be in a wedding in a few months. So people still getting married, mm-hmm. but 
the people that are getting married have been in a relationship for like 20 years. So I don't know if that really counts. <laughs> but what you think, so, man? Because you've been you've been married, you've been uh in the married life for a while. Do you think have you been seeing the younger generation behind us tend to have more kids now before before even thinking to take that step? <clears throat> well, that's that's twofold because you have was that, it just a coincidence? Our baby's a new commitment and no more marriage. No, I think are people man, frowned upon as much as they used to be back in the day for having a baby? Having, no. It used to be called what children out of wedlock. Yeah. Whatever that is, whatever wedlock is. Um right, exactly. I think um our our baby's still being used. As the tie-in to marriage, I think I, I think our, our, the generations have gotten a little smarter, but also a little more reckless. I mean, they they having babies, of course. Uh, they're, they're having babies become fashionable at a certain point for for a lot of these young kids because I mean, you see a lot of babies popping on Instagram, a lot of young babies parents, and baby showers. Yeah, you know, a lot of uh, gender reveals every other day. You know. <laughs> Is, is that the new thing? No more marriage. Mm. Um, I think people are having babies in our understanding that they don't have to get married. And they and even though they're having babies, they may not. They understand that they that person that they had a child with may not be the best person for. Them. Right. So I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a commitment. I just think it's the baby is the consequence of it's always a consequence of the actions, but more so, um, more so the person making better decisions as far as relationship wise. Now, usually the, that should come first before you decide to do that usually, but we just living in such a reckless era that like you said, sometimes babies are well, so babies just, can be just a thing to, um, that are fashionable. You just you just said it though. You said we live in such a reckless era. And it's like, you know, a lot of these babies that pop up, like let me let me give you an example. Because y'all are probably like, what the hell is Marcus talking about? What is Hef what is Hef talking about tonight? <clears throat> but like you'll be, you know, you'll be chilling, and all of a sudden you'll get a message talking about, hey, can you come to my gender reveal mm-hmm. with my with my new baby? And I didn't even know that this friend or relative was in a relationship. And I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, I'll come, I'll come to the party if I'm not working. But it's kind of wild because it's like, well, when, when did you, you know, when did you kind of get in the situation that you're in? But I just, you know, I mind my business and, <laughs> and just, you know, just keep it moving. But it, it'll be like that. You'll get invited to a gender reveal or a baby shower, and you didn't even know that that person was in a, in a relationship with somebody. Facts. Uh, more babies being born is a byproduct hookup mentality. Is it? Yeah. Is, is it that? The, is uh, that? Is that? Is that this generation's mentality? Is it a? Is the two thousand baby generation a hookup generation? They got that hookup culture it, mentality. That's it. That's quite. Is is it the? Is it the Netflix and chill phenomenon? Mm. Is it the Netflix and chill phenomenon? Is it the repercussions of a Netflix? That's a good question, K. Dizzle. That's yeah. a hell of a question, bro. So, what with the app? With the app, yes, it is. <laughs> um, you know, 
do does having a child require still require marriage? Are there people still that that still believe that it still require marriage? Mm, it's it's a good question, man. Like we thought, we think about it, we throw it out there because people still getting married. You know, personally, I got I got you know kids and I got a baby with my girl, and I'm not technically married yet. Mm-hmm. But we live the the married type lifestyle. We live together. You know, we break bread and um, you know spend money together. But at the end of the day, is is marriage just the business of everything else? So the and question, these kids aren't really focusing on that part. So the question. So I, I'll throw this question out to you. Yeah, the family. Hold on, hold on. The family dynamic has evolved over the years. Family cohesion is slowly disintegrating. Mm. With the family cohesion disintegrating, along goes the basic foundation of marriage and raising a family with both parents in the household. Holy shit. See, that's a, that's a real serious line when he says, with the family cohesion disintegrating. Like, is that is that the case? Well, you got to look at it. Are I'm, you not, I'm, not dis- I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm just asking, is it that bad right now? Well, the... It's tough. You got a lot of, I know it's going to sound like a broken record, you know, because the generation before said it, babies raising babies, but we all babies raising babies. We don't know until we know. But the, the truth of the matter is, um, you know, our, like the question says, are babies a new fashion? Are they doing it? Are they doing it to have those gender reveals or, or um, use it for social media and, and, and right. you know, socialize it in that nature? Um Family family cohesion disintegrating happens when you don't have strong family values instilled within your family. Uh, if and it's tough, and it's tough because if hmm, it's tough because you know I, you know I was raised by a single parent, not you know not by default, uh, but because of circumstance. It wasn't because of relationship issues. It was because of death. There's some that have been single parent, single parent families because of relationship issues. And, um, did that break down for me, the importance of, um, family? Absolutely not. I can say the same thing for some friends that have been in single parent relationships, single parent homes that say, did it break down the importance for them? No. Um, but then again, like you said, like like Eric is saying, like Cash is saying, you know what what holds value to you may not hold value to to everybody else. Very true. Um, and when you have it, you have a lot more people not having the same issues or having similar issues. How many kids these days can say they all slept on the floor together? Grandma house like none, none. You know, I know my kids. Saying, it's nah, a different time, man. It's, it's a different time, but it, you know that that grandma's house becomes you know um, auntie's house or or um, you know uncle, uncle's house or whatever the case may be. It's um, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know for sure. But look, um, <laughs> it's hard. It's it's hard because you <sighs> so many. So many young kids are having babies at a younger age. And we're not talking like for us, you know, young age was 16, 17. We're talking 13, 14, you know, kids, you know. But is it more so because they just know in their head the way the system's rigged, they'll be able to still pull it off. They'll still be able to do what they need to do. Or or is this generation really just having these kids in pure 
good faith and still thinking that they're going to be able to do everything that they want to do, even though they have a child at 15, 16, you know, 17 years old. No. But like you said, it's, it's kind of reckless, though. Like you see a lot of, you we, see, we saying it's reckless now, but we was we was uh, uh, promoting those activities and I reckless what happens in those years as well. But I think back then though it was more frowned upon. I really do. I think even though it happened, how is it frowned upon it now? I think I, know, I, I feel you, but I think back then it wasn't as it wasn't as common for everybody to be parading babies, like babies having babies, like what you see online. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I think maybe because, you know, we got the social media aspect of it. It's just so prevalent now. Are we a dying breed? Uh, are we a dying breed? God damn. Are we a dying breed? I, um, I just think a lot of our generation doesn't hold the younger generation accountable for any of those values that we came up on. I think at a certain time, we just kind of put our hands up and was like, you know, let them do them. And in certain instances, by all means, they should be able to do them. But generational tradition has to get passed down within generation. You got to hold each other accountable. Cassius Bay says, do you guys feel like social media has had an effect on family cohesion? Absolutely. I do for sure. Freaking absolutely. Let's talk about, let's talk about the, the throw your baby or throw your kid the iPad parenting. Oof. You know, that right there, in my, in my opinion, is the first step to disintegration because you're automatically putting your child in a bubble mm-hmm. because they're over there in their own world on an iPad for six or seven hours doing whatever they're doing, as opposed to getting those values taught from the parent. Yeah. You know, yeah. how many parents are still reading books to their children? Mm. Mm. So. <sighs> I've never, I can't, I do not remember the last time I was at a table, even going out to eat and the phones were not out, you know, phones were not out unless we requested them to be put away. So, uh, what happened, what happened to the the family dinner time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, family, it, it does because, um, it also, it, it brings you together. It gives you access, but it also separates you because, uh, you know, even in, in my household, I know I got four girls. As soon as we, as soon as we come home, everybody goes to their little corners and goes on their phones, and that's <laughs> and that and we don't see them until either they're hungry or they want to do something. When they have questions, or they back go to the corner, and back to and they corner. go back to the corner, go back on the phone, they pick it up and then go, you know, and that's and that's it. So, does it affect family cohesion? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, social media does control all. It does. It affects everything you do. You have to make it a point uh, to make sure that you aren't, uh, that you 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 put in those times to say, okay, put your phones down or do those activities so that it takes them away from having that 100% of the time so you do spend some time together. We talked and a little so, bit about, you know, the whole TikTok phenomenon last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Um, but your but your question on on babies' new commitment, I, babies, children, children complicate things in such a way that even 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 when it's even when it's a positive situation, it complicates things because um, now even let's say you're in a relationship with a person that's together and you guys are doing okay, you, um, 
how you raise your child is different from how they raise, how they want to raise the child. And so, so that, that in itself, children just complicate a lot of part, a lot, a lot things of, of that relationship. And, um, what makes it even more difficult is when the two people are no longer together. Um, the parenting, um, the the social aspect of it, and and everything else that goes in between to it. So, um, it's a super loaded question. I mean, social media has a huge impact on family cohesion. Um, babies, but, have, go ahead. But but there's also been on the low and uptick in co-parenting. You know, I think the level of co-parenting that exists probably is underrated. You know, I know um, there's some people that I know. And even like uh, some of my some of my relatives, some of my folks, they're not together mm-hmm. with their with their um, with their uh, child's parent, but they still manage a good, healthy relationship for the child. So, so what I'm saying is, are you holding it against these kids if they're having babies and not getting married, but they're starting to master the ability to co-parent? Can you co-parent and not have that family cohesion mm. or still mm. have that family cohesion. So look, so <laughs> what's crazy is that the way you, the question that you just asked, because I got a buddy, he's, he's back, he's back there. And look, anytime you guys want to come in, hit the link, <laughs> you want to say something, 301 857 It's a convenient um, segue. Huh? It's a super convenient segue because my boy can you speak on this question and let me pull it right in here. Hey, Sean, Sean, my man, T. Sean said, "What up, boy? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Oh man! So, did you hear the question, man? I was in between the setup. So, what was the question? Go ahead, go ahead, ask that question. Can can um, first off, I was kind of touching on the uptick, I think, in Mm co-parenting, and we were talking about family cohesion, and I was asking the question: Can you still have, I guess, that successful level of family cohesion when you're co-parenting? That's tricky. Uh, <laughs> well, first, thanks for having me, guys. You, you of know, course. Pretty awesome and uh, definitely great conversation and topic to, to bring up here. I think it, it's it's a mix of both. Can it? Yes. Um, but that comes with maturity. And I think that you guys were touching on this earlier today about the younger generation and how we feel the, the attachment is with how people are having babies and, you know, is the marriage part of it still uh, working and obviously we have to, you know, us playing our role and talking with the younger generation. I get it, but I, I, it goes both ways. I'll give you a mm-hmm. little bit about my view of it and my experience. You know, I was married um, and I had a child um, during marriage. Our marriage didn't work out. Um, I um, go into another relationship so about you know a, a couple years later, and then. I had a seven-year relationship, similar to to what you were just saying you have, and you're getting ready to go into marriage here shortly. Um, and I was doing the same, but we the baby came before the marriage. And I can tell you, not to get into too deep of stuff, but I have two different types of worlds when it comes to how I co-parent with both of my, my children's mother, um, their mothers. And having one hand being able to co-parent like it's the best thing ever, like I do believe that with my ex-wife, it's almost like clockwork because all we care about is our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, you will have 
um, experiences where you're there's a lot of emotions behind it where you're not putting the child first. And that's where I believe you can have a mix up in communication with how you co-parent. You don't end up co-parenting, you end up parallel parenting, if that means you're you're parenting in your household, not co-parenting together. Now, when you say parallel parenting, that in itself is uh, is friction because because if you're, <laughs> I like how you phrased that. I know you, you you got the politics going on. Parallel parenting just means I'm parent I'm parenting this way, you're parenting that way. But in 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 so many facets, they're always going to they're always going to bump heads, and part of that is because is that because of the relationship. Um, because the relationship between you guys and, 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 and how much, because, because you, because you have, you have a unique situation where you got both ends of the spectrum. So you got, you got one where it's great, where it works. And then the other one where it doesn't work as, as great. So, um, how is it navigating that when the co-parenting isn't always, you know, always uh, even killed? Just focusing on what's best for the child and the things you can control on your end. For sure. With, with me, I can only control making sure that my, my my son is getting all of me and everything that he needs without it being any chemistry or any, you know, feeling towards of how um, the other makes me feel. I leave mm-hmm. my emotions out of it, which helps me be a better parent for my son. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's going to be, it's going to take some time because this is all pretty new, but you know, the last year and a half, it's been a struggle, but eventually she'll, she'll get into that zone. I'm just a little different, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm a different machine and different monster, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't expect people to be on the same page, but you're going to have friction. You're going to have issues. Everybody's situation is different. As long as everybody has the, you know, if people that have kids, if you just put the main focus of getting, putting your kid as priority first, um, mm-hmm. everything around starts to mesh and work well, and the communication will hopefully get better. All right. So, since Wild Boar said that we are part of a dying breed, I want to ask you a question. Uh, when when you you guys had the child together, right, and you weren't married, did you feel, um, did you feel like a an, an uh, a push or almost a necessity to move towards marriage because of the child? Well, my, this is being married is important, right? That should be priority right. before having a baby period. Right. However, there are, I understand there are times where it's just, you don't have a choice. You don't, you, we may have made m- mistakes where, you know, you, you didn't, you weren't wearing protection or whatever it may be. And you just, you was funding it up, which is you, what we you, do. You Netflix have a baby. Right. It doesn't, that doesn't mean anything that it happens. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, in my case, you know, marriage was important and it was on the forefront and it needed to happen. I was me personally. Yes, it was pressure. Like, well, okay. I, want a kid, I want a kid, I want a kid. And when it happened before the baby, we make decisions together, you know, mm-hmm. is what it is. I, it was, it was pressure. Yeah. You know, um, but at the end of the day, we knew it was something that we knew we wanted anyway. Right. Um, so, but I, I did, I don't, I, I look back on everything's hindsight 2020. Right. right. Um, but I do believe marriage is very important 
for it to be in the forefront because mm-hmm. without God in, in the household, there is going to be friction and there's going to be times where you're going to be tested. And if he's not present, it will be shown. Right. <laughs> I got a quick question too. Go ahead. Go ahead, Katie. You start. No, no, no. I was just going to make a point because that's the difference. Because if you, if you remember our parents' generation, they were almost forced because they felt like if you had, you guys got a baby, you got to get married. You have to get married. It was almost like, and that's why a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of our parents and our grandparents were married and stayed in their relationship for as long as they did. Mm-hmm. And so it is the generations growing and kind of growing out of that. Um, sometimes you can say, yes, it's a general, it was somewhat of a generational curse because people were staying in unhealthy relationships for extended periods of time, just because they felt it was, an, it was necessary because they had children together. So, like I said, it's a growth. It's a growth thing, but it's also a, it's it's also a, a kind of losing its importance, which is which is which actually goes back to what Cash has said. Kind of damages the the cohesion, the family cohesion in the long run, right? Because we get, we got we just got to figure out how to how our kids make better decisions. But go ahead. I wanted to ask Sean a question because he touched on some phenomenal points. And my question for you is how much personal sacrifice have you made to get the best results of your situation in, 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 the, in, in co-parenting? And do you, this is kind of twofold. Do you have any types of resentment when you see your partner or your previous partner not make those sacrifices? Uh, I mean, that's, that's a perfect question. Not to put you on the spot, but I know you could probably answer that for me. <laughs> I mean, it, I, those questions, yes, for everybody, man, it, it's it's a big deal. Um, the first part of that, um, I think both parents are going to have a, some level of sacrifice, and I, there's there is going to be a lot of that, especially when you're not in the same household. Because mm-hmm. I think everyone, I don't care who you are. You, they really truly want to raise a family together. I don't think anybody is just having babies and just saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to wait for a couple of years and go for the bag and go ahead and, and, and play my escape route. I don't think that is heavy in our society. We hear it because we see it. Social media plants it. It starts to go around, you know, but I don't really think that's, that's, that's the key, the things that's going on this day and age. But I do know that there's a mentality that's a little different than our old school mentality. And I'll answer the second question next, but I think you have a lot more of the generation where I don't need a woman or I don't need a man. That's the difference. Here's the thing. Our grandparents were going through the same struggles we went through. However, that woman could not leave the household. He can treat her like crap. She won't leave because where's she going to go? You're going back in the grandparents' age where your women didn't even have jobs. There's nothing you can do. So what are you going to do? You have to stay. But what what happened with that, with them staying put, staying strong, went through the struggle together, and we look back on them and say, man, I want to have a relationship just like how you guys did. But we don't know what they truly went through. And back then, they didn't speak outside of their house. They didn't go to their social media, picking up the phone calls, SOS messages. That didn't exist. (laughs) It stayed in the household. So that's a part we have to play into as well. And I think the second part of the question you asked was, do I have any resentment? I do not. Um, I don't, because when you're truly happy, it doesn't matter. 
If you're happy yeah. with where you are with yourself and happy about yourself and how you've grown as an individual and how you're and if your child is in a good state, I have no reason to have any resentment. Even if I'm the victim, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter who's victim, who's at fault. It doesn't matter. As long as the child is first and the child is in good hands, I hold no resentment unless my child is in harm's way. Mm-hmm. So, hey, 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 hey you go thank you for that, man. Very, very, very uh, deep answer, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Job some Jim. So, how do you? So, it's so just, just one more question. How do you deal with if the other person isn't happy? If they they unhappy about unhappy about your happiness, because <laughs> that that I mean that that's part of the cause of the parallel parenting. But <laughs> how you you know that's the repercussions of the parallel parenting. Reper- <laughs> Is it repercussions? I think the point that you made as far as the the growth, the um, uh, unmeasurable growth of natural independence. I don't need you. You don't need me. Erodes erodes that that importance of that family cohesion right um but and that, is, you, and that is more of a modern phenomenon that is more of a modern phenomenon it's independent everybody type mantra yeah and so um but but more importantly like say how do you how do you deal with that if you have if you have the other the other half unha- still unhappy or unresolved do you just ignore it do you just ignore it because if you ignore it then that can create issues or do you just, or, or I don't know what the other, what the part, you just accept it. That is, um, that's the part, especially if you, if you're someone, a man or woman that has good character, mm-hmm. you would hate to hear things that are being said about you or about right. how things may go. And right. that is the hard part, trying to hold back of, you know, cause we can all say, we've got receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you right. the thing or two. And then you are now playing that battle along with them. And that's when mm-hmm. you, you've got to step back. You know, yeah. everybody goes through their their healing process different. Mm-hmm. And expect people are hurt. You know, you can't always think that there's only one person hurting. It's both. Right. So a relationship like this, especially if you talking about long-term relationships, which I'm hoping that's what it would be if anybody that has children. Everybody handles the situation and breakup differently. The the feel of someone's happiness may trigger someone else. It's going to happen. This is how big the trigger will be. You just can't feed into it. Um, the more you feed into it, the more fuel you give it, and you carry on, it carries on for long periods of time. So just it's harder, it's easier said than done. Just know it's going to it's going to happen. The resentment's going to be there. They're not going to be happy. Just share less information. Don't have to spread it around, and just live your life. You know, just live your life knowing that this person's not going to be happy with you. As long as the kid is not in harm's way and right. not being used as a tool, which is a that's a different conversation. A whole different conversation. All on its own. A whole different conversation. Yep. You got any more half? Man, I tell you, Sean, I got to thank you for coming through, bro. You really did uh, address these questions head on and and really uh, educated me, man, because a lot of these topics are tough. People are dealing with it every day, don't really know how to handle it. And I'm taking away like your ultimate message seems to be always have the child first, you know, 100 percent. And that's what it is, man. So where can people find you, Sean? If you don't have anything else, K-Dizzle. No, I don't, man. 
Look, we can, other than the ivory tower, I mean, this is, this is the man, the <laughs> myth, and the legend, aka TP. We go back uh, as, as as long as Pumas and Shell Toast, man. I appreciate you sliding through. Yeah, uh, and uh, we, we we get on to it, man. Look, I'm going to let you go. And look, if you want to come back on, because it's or you want to hang out, because this next topic is. Yeah. is uh, I hang is, out. Oh, man. Oh, look, well, look, look, here, look here, bro. <laughs> so, well, let me roll right into this, okay? Because the big hoopla over the last week and a half, <laughs> over the last week and a half, is it's part of the episode name, right? And Cassius, I know you're going to chime in, my guy. Look, Freak Nick documentary on Hulu is dropping soon, right? <laughs> we only got a couple weeks. We're a couple weeks away from somebody aunties or somebody mamas or somebody, you know, hey, or somebody's dad, somebody grandpa, somebody uncle fitting to be on TV talking hella crazy. We don't know where they at right now. They could be in the pulpit. They could be somewhere major. Uh, you scared to watch? <laughs> somebody somebody that converted these old hey, look, camcorder tapes. Hey, look, I had, I had, I have my some of my niece and nephews reached out. I was like, I'm too, I was too young for that. I wasn't going out, you tripping. <laughs> I was too young for that. Hey, look, I saw somebody say if Irvin's had cameras, <laughs> if Irvin's Man. had cameras, we all be we all be locked up. But look, so the coming repercussions, right, of people that would be on those, uh, and that goes kind of into a, a little bit what we talked about last week, but more importantly, the coming reper- repercussions of that. Um, what does your digital footprint, which is that stuff wasn't digital. Now it's going to become digital, right? <laughs> now it's going to live in the perpetuity things that we on VHS. I seen somebody have a, somebody showed a VHS, uh, a video of freak Nick 93, but I, and they were like, Oh snap. I was like, you need a TV and a VCR to watch that. Cause you can't, <laughs> and there's no TV with those, with the red, white, the red, white, and yellows, <laughs> yellow connections anymore. The AV, the right and the left. But you, what does your digital footprint say about you? Should everything be used against you? Now, since you guess, I'm going to let you answer that question Damn. first. Should everything on your digital footprint be used against you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm laughing because this fool, Kermit, is always throwing a <laughs> photo of me. This photo of me. <laughs> From like 10 years ago when we me and him used to have little battles back and forth. I'm, admit, I'm not the old Sean from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm in a professional little network here. And this man showing a photo of me with with a I had like a dress on. He had a dress on? I was doing a skit. I was doing a skit. But anyway, the point I'm make making is that the, the digital footprint of everything, I don't know, man. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. Yeah, you know, it, it's but Is you know, there a statue of limitations. Yeah, uh, well, you want to start talking about going to court, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough that's that's a tough one, especially with what's going to be on here. All of the all decides on what they're going to show on here, but we're going to see a lot of our aunties and uncles up on there. I can tell you that right now. Should it be, should it be held against you? Because, because, uh, that's the major question, right? Um, this stuff is going to now come in perpetuity. You're going to have a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Like I said, 30 years. But then when you talk about that, right, we say, mm, I don't know. Yeah. He's- <laughs> oh, oh, Sean like oh, possibility. Oh, <laughs> 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 exactly, my guy. you lucky I can't find this picture. 
you but yeah so we were doing a bunch of look i already know there's going to be a certain sale and only way for me to get to the next level i got to go into entertainment plain and simple so that so they can brush it off other than that you know i don't i don't i'm not sure who knows but look should you uh hold that stuff against that person so when we talk about that and we're just talking about the digital footprint stuff now we just had like multiple examples of things happening that in way long ago, right? Whether they be right or wrong, um, whether they be right or wrong, people are going to hold them, hold them to that forever, right? Um, I, I, I can it to this. If you go to a job interview, right? One of the things that's most important uh, in a job now more than ever is what your show, what your digital footprint is now. It'll be you'll be hard pressed to go to a professional area or a corporation, apply for an interview, right? Now that correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, apply for an interview, have the interview, do good on it, and then go back and check your your social your social media footprint. Your highlight tape. Your highlight film, your highlight tape, and you're a renowned racist. Does that, does that, how does that, or you're, you were a renowned racist. You could be reformed. All your new stuff says that, but this stuff back here, because we understand how the internet works, right? The internet doesn't care who you are right now. They want to, they care about what you said 17 years, uh, you know, in 2000, what, three, when Twitter first popped off, what you were saying then. They don't care about that. They looking at, they want to pull that back onto you. What's up, James? You know, say uh drugs I'm old here. I see my wife getting trained on Hulu. <laughs> she gotta go. Shout out, shout out to drunk man. And we ain't seen we ain't seen drunk in a while. So things are coming back on through, bro. If, if you see your wife getting trained on Hulu, she gotta go. That was 30 years ago, my guy. That's cold blood. You can't kick her out. But, but can look, you imagine if- seeing grandma? No. On a Freak Nick documentary, and you're yeah. like, you're like 12 years old now. You're like, what's Freak Nick, Granny? <laughs> that's that's serious. But that 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 question stands still. How did how does how does that affect them, right? Yeah, I, is that fair? You know, I I think it's just the level. You were bringing up the example of hiring, right? Right. So if I if if I am uh, you know I'll just take our business for for example, if I'm if you know me. Um, hiring someone that may be a $15, $18 an hour employee, that may not be that big of a difference. It depends on how much is found and what's seen. Right. Somebody like myself being an executive of a company, there's no way in hell that I will be hired position. It just won't happen. Exactly. Because too much of a risk for an employee, for a president to hire me to be an executive of his company and then find out these things later. It is too much of a risk. Right. So I guess to, to answer your question, it just depends on on who and the status and, and the levels. And we already see it with the cancel culture to, uh, that's out here today. Today, We also see it in normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas is going to, uh, was going to, uh, 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 what was he doing with the Black Lives Matter protester that killed somebody? Oh, he was going to um, pardon him. He was going to pardon him, and he still may. But what, uh, some tweets came out. And no, some, some texts came out. Texts came out. Yeah, texts came out. Tell me, he wanted to kill some. Yeah, he felt about word. black people. Now, yeah. now, you know, even though it was already a, a smokescreen issue anyway, we shouldn't right. even be talking about it. But even now, with that being an issue, I mean, this stuff follows you. You want right. to have to. I think that what we do with our digital footprint, it does mean everything. And does that mean we have to be judged and held accountable? It just depends on who you are and what you're doing. Right. 
like you said, the cash said, it, you know, it, it was impossible for them that, yeah, 100% impossible to think of ever imagining that technology would be where it is today. And that, and those situations have to be explained. It would be unfair to hold people accountable, but that's not going to stop it from happening. It, it, it just what it is. Um, people are going to look back in, into those things in the past and see what it is. Uh, but is it fair? Absolutely not. Um, like you said, your foot, your digital footprint, uh, is important because it like like you just mentioned, it could stop you from moving to certain levels within whatever industry you're in because of things that may have happened or things you may have done in the past. And so with that being said, <clears throat> what do you say to the the nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old that's on the internet now that's that's doing you know, that's doing what they're doing? What do you say to them now, you know, about the future because we all, we were all at one point surrounded by people we know before we were of legal age with a cup of alcohol, right? right? With a cup of alcohol or something. And we were all at that point with, at that age we were given that and we either we did or we didn't do it out of either peer pressure or we felt we wanted to do it at that time or at that moment because we were around friends. It could be alcohol. It could be weed. It could be whatever it is. Now that 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 situation can be recorded and live in perpetuity. And the crazy part is, it can live in perpetuity on someone's phone until you get to where you're going. Until you get to where you go, it could be twenty years from now. Be twenty years. Yeah. It could be sitting on somebody's Google Drive. There's so many women with uh with offs now that two generations from now, everybody going everybody mama gonna have news gonna have gonna be available. Yeah, well OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a dangerous place. Um, but the other but the other the scary part is are these kids already desensitized to where they're not gonna really care about what's you know, what they're gonna be seeing as far as twenty years from now, what they did online. Because it's so, you know, everybody's going viral. Yeah. It's 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 ugly. I mean, the, the same way that the same way that we should look at Freak Nick, and I'm copying the post. The same way we should they should look at Freak Nick is the same way they should look at Girls Gone Wild, and that was accepted. Freak Nick was a thing that was done at HBCUs, right? It was done. It it was done kind of you know like um. It was probably more organic than Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild was a whole business. It was a production. Four buses and everything else, you know. Uh, so um. You know, kind of like um, God, I'm gonna get fried for not even remembering this. Um, but what helped me out? What is the week that all uh, HBCUs play? You know, have their tournament? CIAA, CIAA, right? Big thing for for HBCUs. They, you know, North Carolina, wherever they have it at the, at that time, they go down, they hang out, they have parties. You know, all ages, all ranges, right? Um, that is one of the things that is socially done by us. Freaknik was one of those things that was socially done by us at that time where Uncle Luke was Uncle Luke and it was that was what it was. Right? So now those things have a yeah, what nothing but a watered down Freaknik. I'm gonna ask you a question in a second, James, but um when those when those recordings start coming out, which they do, which they will, um what happens in? What really happens in? If we start doing, because because the way that it's looking is like, if you're not, if you ever want to move to a certain level, right, you have to be a hundred percent mindful of what you're 
digital digital footprint is. If you give no no apps for real, give no fucks where you are, then you're good. You can just do what you want. Uh, is that like you said? It's a risk for the company, but is that also fair to you if you're a qualified individual? Crickets. Yeah, but you know your level of discernment is also going to be a way you can be judged as well. Because if I'm a good candidate for that position, I shouldn't have all that shit though. You would think, right? In a perfect world. In a perfect world. But nine times out of ten, like Sean said, you're going to go back and you're going to have that risk factor. You know what I'm saying? Of if you don't have this person pegged to a T, mm-hmm. you put him in a position of running your company. I just saw a COO, not to mention names, get hired and get fired within three months of a major company. Mm-hmm. And that just tells me you didn't do your homework. And imagine if all the other shit came out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful. And the repercussions are still pretty heavy, I think. But, um, but yeah. That's tough. That's big tough. So I think that, you know, the moral of the story is, but how do you tell that to kids now? How do you tell it to they kids now? They don't care. How do you how do you help them? How do you how do you help them now? Because I don't I, LinkedIn LinkedIn won't be there. <laughs> I, get there. I mean, you, you have know? to educate. You have to lead by example. But you have to. But it's too it's too late. You have to teach teach the best way you can to be able to make that decision. Uh, I think it may wind up being in the hands of one's personal opinion of you and your alleged recorded infraction. Yes, it is, but it is, it, it's up to them. The first things first, if you're a president or executive of a company, the first thing you're going to do is protect the company, hands down. And if if you are seen in any way, shape, form, or fashion as a possibility of being a liability uh, to the reputation of that company, then they will not put you in those positions where you could become a liability. Am I right or wrong? Right. A hundred percent right. So um, that in turn affects your growth. Uh, and I think the kids are in a lot of shock moving forward um, that as they grow up and they change, they change, uh, they change as people and become who they're going to be, um, how that stuff, you know, it's going to, it's going to really affect them in the future, really, really affect them in the future. Because imagine 15 years from now, imagine 15 years from now, um, they they finish college, right? They go to a position, you know, they get the master's, doctor, whatever the case may be. They go to a corporation for an executive position, and they and the corporation does their homework, and they look in, they go back and see that they had a TikTok when they were fourteen or fifteen, of of you know dancing and running from the cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dancing in public places and running from the police because they dance in the public places. And the company could say they, you know, that could be seen as frowned upon. How devastating is how I'm 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 just using something as small as mine. I know the company's gonna say the company's gonna do what they what they feel is right for them. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> it don't it don't even matter. Yeah, at that point. We we're just gonna say they're gonna say, well, they're not gonna know that, but let's say it comes out to that. You know, then it then it becomes 
then it becomes, oh, now I got now it's going to be a social media thing where they're trying to kind of try to put pressure on them to hire that person because they found out that's why they didn't hire them. Now, so it's all crazy. What happened to principles, integrity, and leadership? How is it? How is it too? How is it too late? No, it's not too late. What we're saying is, um, if your children or you or yourself are engaged in social media, and you are you are you can even like a post, right? You can like a post. That, oh, gosh. What's my man that just with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving is a great example. of He cut and pasted a picture, right, that almost ended his career. Am I, am I lying? Costing millions of dollars. Costing millions of dollars. He cut and pasted a picture. And, and it wasn't what he's what he said or he did, it was the insinuation of said picture, what people thought it to be, even though it may not have been the context that he was thinking, but it cost him millions and millions of dollars. And it had no captions. So it, it, was no the, caption. it was the act. The act itself cost him millions of dollars. <laughs> so, so it was, it was, it was an interpretation of a picture that he saw one thing and everybody else saw something totally different. Follow the money. It's two different spectrums here. You know, the main, these NBA, them making their, their push with Kyrie, right? I know this is not the topic, but this example, this example is perfect. Using how the NBA structured and shut everything down. Why were they so involved so quick? And why did the team get involved so quick? And why did the suspensions come out so quick? Well, there's one thing that comes in mind is how much money is the, organization the association going to lose based off this because of the money that gets funneled back into this uh, uh the advertisements the commercials the branding everything that's go- that's gone into play people who are going to threaten to stop paying their money now they have to react that doesn't really work in the political world as you can see because i don't care who you are I mean, you can be the president of the united states and do exactly what Kyrie's doing and you just get passed off like it's nothing so it, it just depends on who's running at the top and how that moves. That's it. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he was an employee, you know, and no matter how much revenue he makes that team, what he did offended the people who had the power to move that quick. Like you just said, even when it came down to the Celtics coach, you know, back it up a few months when it came to Udoka, they yeah. moved quick. They, they exposed moved. that whole situation quickly. Didn't even, didn't even didn't even nope. tell me about it. And, and that was because of who he who he offended. Again, people who were in control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, Cash says, but there's a lot of societal norms these days that once would land one in jail at worst or keep one from gainful employment at the at least. least. And that, that goes, we're, we're talking about digital footprint, you know, and how it affects you and should it be held over you. We could, I used the same analogy before as, if you if you are a convicted felon and and you serve your time and you come out, should should that be held over you for, for you know the same way? It's 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 so parallel to that in the same aspect as whereas opportunities are 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 taken away because of uh, mistakes that you've made. And so you just got to be careful when, when you're doing all that. And we have to be able to teach those that are, those that do not know, those that are unaware 
um, to make sure to be mindful of your digital footprint and have the understanding that, hey, if you're going to do this, understand where where it will take you, where it won't take you. Well, how do you do how do you do that, Kate Dizzle, and write the the code of conduct? Like with your kids, like how do you write the rule book of you know, embracing your digital footprint, but because there's no rule book, there's no, there's no blueprint. There's, there's no rule book there. There is a, um, and I'm, I'm going to use, I'm going to use, um, James words. There is, um, there's integrity, uh, mm-hmm. and there is, um, let me find it. We said integrity principles and leadership. And the only way they can learn that is by you giving that information, knowledge and helping them understand the importance of what they put out is going to have an everlasting effect on everything they do moving forward. The same way we tell them, hey, if you decide to if if you smoke or if you drink, those have everlasting effects. If you decide to if you decide to do this and do this and not do that, those have everlasting effects. If you don't do your work in school, ninth and tenth grade, which is so important to get into college, if that if, if you struggle during those times or don't pay attention, that can affect you in the future. The same way that we have to show them the principles and ethics and make sure they're doing the right things and making the right choices, um, is is how we we kind of counteract and make sure that they're protecting that. If if we don't have the conversation of what it can do and what it can't do for you, then they are lost like all the rest and fall into that trap where it could, where it could damage them later and it could just follow, follow them through life. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's sad because we grew up with the luxury of not having to worry about that. Or so, or so we thought was freaking it coming, coming in and coming back and forth. But um, they live in, they live in such an, such an, a now world that because that's going to live in perpetuity, they got to be, they got to be super conscious of that, and only the only way that they know is by us learning and teaching them and making sure they are, they are aware, they are being one hundred percent aware. Especially, and, especially combating the fact that you know these kids are so impressionable because you're seeing so many influencers perpetuating this lifestyle of not giving a fuck about their digital footprint and still living the best lives. Well, that's so, because that's because they're content creators and they make money off of doing that. And if you don't, if you choose not to do that and become a con- and not become a content creator, then you don't have those same freedoms. One of the things I try to teach my kids as much as possible because I say, "Hey, look, if you really want to do something, you really want to uh, have your freedom. You know, create content, be a content creator. That way, you know, you control." You control what you do. You control your time. You control your energy and your efforts. But it's going to take work. That way, you don't have to go see anybody else for to generate income. You generate stuff on your own, and that goes into perpetuity. If you really want real freedom, be a content creator, so you don't have to work for anybody else. Write your own check. And that's the only way that you'll be able to really live and do whatever you really want outside of having to go and 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 work for somebody else. My father always told me the the um, you ever want to make what you believe you're worth, then write your own check, mm. <laughs> write your own check. So uh, we have to admit that social media has more of an impression on our kids than we as parents do. Not all of us, but most of us, unfortunately. And that comes into play if you are not involved in your child's life as much as you should be. That's true. If you're not involved in child's life as much as you should be, we look stirring, stirring, stirring heart. Really good conversation. Covered cover a lot in, in forty five minutes, man. Was that forty five minutes? Just those, know. just those topics. You know, just the show is about an hour. Yeah. But look, man, um, we talking about freak Nick come repercussions, 
digital footprint is super important. Teach your kids and teach your friends and family. Teach your auntie that don't know how and actually get on there and record herself saying some crazy stuff. Okay. Uh, to make sure that they, th- that it is important that they watch what they do. And Sean, I promise you, I'll try to limit the amount of times that I share that picture. It's just so freaking hilarious. Every time uh, it comes up, uh, every time I see it on my memories, it's hilarious. But that was back when Debstep was major. Um, <laughs> The dust has major. Um, babies are a product of the Netflix and chill generation. Uh, they do. They no longer require marriage. Uh, they should not require marriage. Get married for what? Uh, what but we should be. We should be teaching kids how to make better decisions. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Yes, it's not money itself. It's always the love of money. It's always love of money. Um, be mindful of AI. That's what we talked about there too. ChatGPT. Um, there's some good and there's a lot more bad than good. We just got to focus on the good and just figure out a, figure out the best way to regulate it. Sean, one of the examples that I gave was if I was in high school, I would have typed in, hey, JPT, you know, write me a 600-word essay on economics in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and I'm good to go. I'm good. That doesn't teach me anything, but it gets me through class. But uh, the kids, you know, who's using that? Who knows? Hey, man, be um, careful who you're talking to because it might just be AI on the other internet conversation. You can no longer believe half of what you hear or half of what you see. Don't believe it. Don't believe it at all. Just be a skeptic. Just don't be a skeptic because everybody's voice is interchangeable and everybody's face can be put on somebody else's. That's just how it works. Look, preach. Uh, have, Sean, I love you, man. Appreciate you sliding through, bro. Coming with a great intuitive knowledge, uh, especially on the part. So we, that you, I mean, it was like right on time. The segue half, you got, you got impeccable timing, man. Appreciate you. We're here every first and third Sunday, man. Don't be a stranger. Don't I'm be a stranger. Coming, if, I'm, if I'm invited, I'm coming through. Oh, for sure. For sure. Always welcome back, Sean. Phenomenal episode, man. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. We're going to go and do the, uh, tell them where to find us, my guy. Man, first and foremost, please come find us on YouTube each and every first and third Sunday night at nine o'clock. The Instagram channel is popping, the All Dressed Up Podcast IG channel, where you can follow us, talk with us, give us ideas on what we can talk about on Sundays. And just like you guys know, we love you too, Shanae. You can always chime in and text us when we do go live because that's what we like to do, man. Lock like that number. Involve, we like to involve our people. Lock that number in. Sean came through with some shit, though, man. I yeah. really appreciated that. Cassius came through. My man E came through with some, a lot of knowledge information. James came through. Wow, boy, I appreciate y'all. Y'all got any ideas for any shows? Submit it to all dressed up podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you find half and half streams media, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere. K Dizzle DC everywhere. Everywhere. We will see you guys in two weeks, man. Oh, put the merch, put the merch, put the merch up. up. Oh, you want to put the merch up? You want a fresh hat? You want to be oh. in like have streams right there? You can get the all oh, ADU podcast snapback. Hit the QR code. We get, we get, we get chat GT to put our stuff together. But look, we love y'all. We thank y'all and we appreciate y'all. We would be nowhere without you. And make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. We appreciate y'all. See y'all next week. Two weeks. You know, you know, and I know, they know. We go all in, you know.
Nato, 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 Nato,